Coming to you from the M&M Exterior Studio in Nooksville, Virginia, this is Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle, the introvert's extrovert. She talks to people so you don't have to. For now. Welcome back to Fleshing It Out with Samantha Spittle. I am here with Amelia Stancel. Thank you, Amelia, for coming. Thank you for having me. I am excited. So if you are an active listener or whatever, longtime listener of the podcast, you've probably heard her name a few times because I credit her with a big part of the journey to the podcast. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm sure we'll touch upon that to catch everyone up, but I started something I have not started something new, but I told you, I always ask the guests, tell us about yourself and everyone, every single person. So I assure every guest that no worries, we cut it out. But every person is like, uh, what, what should I share? And so I said, oh, Amelia, I forgot to put it in the prep work, but I'm going to start asking guests for a bio. And what did you do? I handed you one because I wrote one up. <laughs> I was like, because I'm an overachiever. This is why you're amazing. <laughs> and this is why I describe you as like me, but better. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> mm, of the successful version. So thank you. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read you it? You can go right ahead. Just I'm gonna, change the mys into she because otherwise that's awkward. Well, you know, I might live vicariously <laughs> through you. So Amelia's wife of Troy, mother of Amelia, Grace, and Bitsy, who are five and seven, and Callie, their exchange student from China, who's a senior and is staying with them. And she serves on a ton of boards that I feel like I want to read, but I'm going to just flow through it now because I know we're going to touch on some of them in some of our stories, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, right, that mm-hmm. is going to happen. Yeah. Um, so we know each other because of Chamber of Commerce. That was way back in the day. And so you're on boards there. You're a professor, adjunct instructor at the local community college, Lord Fairfax. You are on the board of Be the Change, which is how this whole thing came together, and also active in your church, and of course, a daughter, sister, and a friend, and a small business owner on top of all of that. Oh, I didn't even mention, did you want to mention you're a banker too? Yeah, it does say I'm a commercial banker, commercial loan okay. officer. See, I flew through all that. I'm like, it's I, too much, Amelia. It's I too scr- much. I scratched out the name of the employer for the sake of, I was like, you know what? It might change. Well, no, not oh, at all. Sh- not at all. Okay. But then I don't have to have it compliance approved. Everything I say here today does oh. not reflect on the organization which I represent. Therefore, very I was nice. like, I'll scratch out the name of the, the credit union, but it's the local credit union. Local credit I'll union. I'll just say that. Commercial banker for the local credit union. Yes. See, I totally screwed this up. You had it so nicely bullet pointed, ready to go. And I was like, ba 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 ba, la da la, let me throw it all together. So the point is, you're amazing and you truly are. Not only a go-getter, but you have a heart for helping people. And I think that's amazing. And that's Thank what you. sets you apart from people who are amazing go-getters, go-go-goers. You are truly someone who you go, 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 but you're always turning around, offering a hand to the people behind you to pull them with you. And Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you. So we've had a, some amazing conversations over the years. So to, to fill everyone in, because it is applicable to today's topic... You and I knew each other from the Chamber of Commerce 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. We were looking the camera. And so for people, the pod, you listeners won't see this, but um, I'll post it on we Facebook. We could do like group. a 10-year, like our 2009, oh, yeah. 2019 thing. <laughs> um, so people mistook us as twins, yes. even though you're blonde and I'm brunette. And we also look different in other areas. But um, we had some some all-stars who just could not keep us apart. 
And so I always appreciated that because I was like, oh, my gosh, like, yes, thank you for thinking I am such a go-getter. Well, I was like, oh, if I'm going to get confused with somebody, Samantha's the person to get confused with. So it was perfect. I appreciated it. Um, so, yes, you are amazing. And I do – I always looked to you for advice, for, you know, business leadership and, uh, you know, with your networking skills, your leadership, your time management, your organization – I always joked that like you're like the better version of me, and I don't mean that in, like an emotionally like you're better. Than, I mean like you have skills that I don't possess, and I just make it sound like you're better than me. But let's not overanalyze this, people. It's not like better, different, different, different. Like like the yeah, just the areas I'm weak in. I feel like you're very strong in. Well, together so. we're a pretty good pair. Yes, exactly. And so I've checked in with you. <laughs> I feel like so. Then I had my babies, and I we were our friends on Facebook. So I got to see your life, and you have babies. And but every couple of years, I felt like we would have a chance to have lunch and check in. And then the last few years, I started really reaching out to you because I was, you know, Jeremy and I were in this state of transition as far as life and jobs. And so I kind of said, I need to get back to like business, Sam. And I was like, being around Amelia puts me back in that space. And so thank you for being willing to meet with me and do that. So anyway, I appreciate you. And that, of course, has led to the podcast because through all those conversations, that's eventually be the change got worked in there. And then now here we are sitting there drawing out at Black Bear Bistro, Mm -hmm. like, Here's a pen. Start drawing on the little paper thing. Like, here, yes. take this with you. Take She's this. like, no, I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> techie, not techie. See, it's okay. Yeah, we all have yeah. our different skill we have sets. Our, we, like I say, t- together we make a heck of a pair. Exactly. <laughs> I wish I knew it. Like, <clears throat> it takes two, baby. Um, so I said, okay, Amelia, you have to come on the podcast because you're a part of this. You're amazing. I meet with you, you know, my whole goal of the podcast is wanting to connect people, feel connected, and that you have been my go-to person of when I need to, like, step up my game and get my my head straight. And so I, we were brainstorming about what to talk about. So what did you say you wanted to talk about? Well, I had put down, because the thing I get asked probably the most about is how do I get all my crap done? Mm-hmm. So it was on time management and goal setting and knowing that people are heading into a new decade. So how do you set goals for 2020 to, like, the next decade goals and of all those little things and I don't know. Awesome. That's, I, I don't have a ton of like cool skills that are like podcast worthy, but that's one that probably could be. Heck yeah. Any, <laughs> any skills. So I said to you before we jumped into all that or after, it depends when we want to share this. Do we want to jump right into the tips? But I am a big believer. I love knowing why people are the way they are and that when people see you, you're tall, gorgeous, super sharp, and if people did not know you, I don't think they would have guessed that you grew up on a dairy farm. No. Most people are shocked when I when I tell people that I grew up on a dairy farm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny is that for the longest time, yeah. Jeremy's <laughs> mind is blown. <laughs> Most people, um, yeah, but growing up on the farm, I was always really embarrassed by it. I mean, we grew up and you're poor. Mm-hmm. You always smell like cow manure. Mm. Right? A lot like cow manure all the yeah. time. I just, I was always embarrassed. So when I... Um, Mm. Moved to Idaho. We sold the farm. Well, lost the farm. Mm-hmm. Moved to Idaho. And um, when I was interning for the governor, um, I was in, in the break room one night eating because all the lobbies would bring in big things of chocolate, huge <laughs> things of chocolate. So I'm in the back room and I'm eating chocolate and drinking coffee and I'm heading up to the next committee meeting because they're going late because they have a short session and da, da, da. And the governor's like, man, you're here late. Like none of the other interns are here this late. And I'm like, yeah, I can work long hours. I do these things. He's like, well, how do you work these long hours? And the other interns don't. I'm like, grew up on a dairy farm. I mean, it's nothing for me to get up at four, 
milk a herd of cattle, go to school, come home from school, eat a bowl of cereal, go back out, milk cattle, come in, do it all again. And he's like, oh, you grew up on a dairy farm? I had no idea. I was like, oh, yeah. And he and he goes, well, how come you don't tell people that? I'm like, I don't tell anyone I'm a dairy farmer. He goes, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that goes on your resume. He said, if you grew up on a dairy farm, you know how to work. Mm-hmm. You've worked long hours, mm-hmm. long days. You understand that. You're willing to put in the effort. You tend to be more of a perfectionist because the thing you learn with having any kind of farm, but any, well, any yeah. kind of animal farm, is they get out in the middle of the night. They never, like, get out when it's a beautiful sunny day and you can go find them during the day. They always get out at, like, 3 or 4 a.m. in the rain. Yep. Always. And so the best way to make sure they don't get out is check the check the fences. Check and if it. you're smart, you check them yourself. You don't allow your brother to do it, another family member or hired hand. You yes. do it yourself because you know that the fences were all were all mm-hmm. in, in good shape before you went to bed. Yep. And so they don't get out. Yeah. And so those are like little perfectionism issues wow. that is funny as I was working on a journal the the um the actual name of I got her walk by faith up in old town. And um it's a it's a book about a journal of grace and one of the questions is like when did you when you peel back all of the all the stories in your life when did you first realize that you were a perfectionist and where did you think that came from and I'm like oh being a farm wow. kid <laughs> I need to get this book because I'm like oh my gosh that's like the podcast so it is such a great it is such a great um, awesome. journal so very good so do you feel so I mean obviously you're talking about it and I've known that about mm-hmm. you so it's not something I would say you're ashamed of anymore no. you've embraced yeah. I, yeah now it's something I'm really proud of it's taken me a long time I mean sold yeah. the farm when I was 16 and now yeah. I can finally like be proud of it yeah so. but I think that is like you know for me I always love knowing why people are the way they are and then why I'm the way I am and knowing that about you that's like a huge game changer because if you understand farming, I mean, my dad grew up on a farm, families from South Dakota. I did not, though. <laughs> so I feel like mm, that all left with me, um, you know, lost that. But like you said, you learned that at such a young age. So it's just ingrained in who you are. And so, of course, we, people listening, it's like you can't go back and have that life experience, but you can glean wisdom from you mm-hmm. and then figure out, yeah, not take every single tip that you have to share, but you can take the nuggets that could apply to someone and really help other people have a different life experience. You know, people who don't have the same life experience, you can give them some of that yeah. life experience yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. How did Troy grow up, your husband? He grew up in a small town in Idaho, um, yeah. kind of a suburb of Boise, and uh, also not with a lot. I mean, I wouldn't say yeah. that his family was poor. Both of his parents worked and had yeah. decent jobs, but... Say like lower middle class. Yeah. Does he have the same drive you do, or do you guys mm-hmm. you have equal? Yeah, and I think that's. Um, I think that's important. We're both extremely driven. Mm-hmm. Um, so neither is resentful for either of your work and things like that. You have. No, a good there's th- there's definitely times that we're both resentful of each other's work and our own. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let's be honest. Good point. Yeah, thanks for the honesty. <laughs> Podcasts are honest. a place yes. for honesty. Yes. But you're. I would say. If so, if you want to, if my assessment and either agree or tell me is your values are the same. Yes. So the what your work, the reason you work hard yeah. is, I would assume the same. Then, yeah. yeah, that's good. I think that makes a big difference because you understand each why you have the drive you have, mm-hmm. and then you can support each other, and even though it's yeah. not perfect all the time. But yeah, I don't think anything's perfect all the time. It never is, especially not with relationships. I mean, no. your guys is perfect. No, I mean, besides yeah. that, I mean. <sighs> <laughs> no, I was just telling something the other day, like, um, I don't know if I talked about this on the marriage podcast or not. But yeah, when we first got married, any type of fight, I would be like, Oh, my gosh. And when I say fight, I mean, like, a discussion that was not harmonious. Yes. Um, I was like, Oh, my gosh, why are we fighting? Like, 
because I just wanted perfection because I'm a closet perfectionist. I feel like mm-hmm. you're an outward perfectionist, mm-hmm. but I'm, and I'm a closet. So I'm like, I'm not a perfectionist. Look at me. I'm such a mess. But then yeah. like, why is our relationship not perfect? Yes, that's not eating you up inside. Yeah, so like that's not even feasible. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, I gotta work my stuff out too. <laughs> I just try to do it on the DL yeah. until I start a podcast and publicly tell everyone what I'm working <laughs> on. So, so you learned at a young age how to manage lots of things. Mm-hmm. So now you manage work, all these boards you're on, your kids. And one thing that I, the reason I wanted you and to, to kind of, explain why you are an authority figure on this is because lots of people can give tips on how to get stuff done and then live their life out of whack and their priorities are out of whack. What I loved about coffee a few, I don't know if it was a year or two years ago, but I asked you, how do you get it all done? And your answer wasn't around the fact of how to be the most productive, to be the most successful person and, you know, have, we'll just say cultural success, you know, what our culture views as successful is I felt I walked away from that conversation that you had your priorities of God, family, career. Those Mm -hmm. are kind of the three. And I really respected that because I felt like, wow, you can really, you can really influence people to achieve more, dream bigger, reach higher, do more, impact your community more, but still keep your priorities in order. Mm -hmm. So let's hear from you more. I feel like it's all me. I want to hear from you. Share your wisdom. All right. Or whatever you want to share. My wisdom. Well, I guess what you're saying fits in perfectly well with the whole having balance. Um, People always ask me, like, how do you get, how do you get it all done? Mm Because I have a very full, a a very full schedule and, um, and a full to do list. And I do actually sleep eight hours a night. So it was like, you must not sleep. I'm like, no, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, I'm a miserable person to be around. I can survive on seven every now and then. But if it's a sustained seven, I am a horrible person by Friday. You're still shocking me. I'm still <clears throat> having my mind blown. And I so, thought I knew everything yeah, so, about you. Yeah. It's like, everybody's like, you must not sleep. I'm like, no, actually I do. Because if I don't sleep, ain't none of this happening. The house cards goes poof. Wow. So, but, but what I found is... When it comes to balance, we were well, I'll tell the story. When I was in a leadership fuck year, we had a, this this woman come in. That was the, at the beginning of every every session, they'd have a leadership coach type thing come in. And this woman, um, Laura Gray, came in and she said, "Okay, everybody, draw this picture of balance." And everybody's drawing like balances, like actual mm-hmm. literal balances, or they were drawing different things. And mine, and I was like, mine was these two hands. And all these balls in the air. And I named all of my balls. Like it was. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Still. <laughs> sorry. I can't. I can't ignore that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Back to naming your balls. Okay. Sorry. I've always thought of two names. <laughs> Would you like to share? <laughs> Lefty and right. I was thinking left and right. Okay. Sorry. I apologize to the listeners. Sorry. No, we'll cut all this. What? We can't cut this out. <laughs> It's gold. It's gold, Jerry. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> anyway, so I named all the little balls in there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know. Sorry. But I had family and church and all of the boards I sat on and all of these things that I named. And what I found was that I was drawing juggling hands. And what I found is I am really good at juggling. I'm, I can juggle really, mm. not literally, because mm-hmm. like I have no hand-eye coordination. <laughs> There's a reason why Amelia Grace's middle name is Grace, because I am such a klutz and terrible with like hand-eye Aww. coordination that I always used to joke and when I would trip and say, Grace is my middle name. Oh. 
and then I named my child Amelia Grace because it's also Amazing Grace is my favorite song. That's a side point. But anyway, I'm I'm good at at two things at at any given time, and so I you can throw a lot of balls at me, and I and I can juggle them just Mm -hmm. constantly. And but I'm only good at two. It could be I'm good at being a wife and a mother, a business person, Mm -hmm. loan officer, and I can do for one board member or whatever. And so, but I can juggle really fast. And mm. so when people look like multitasking, I can multitask, but again, only two things at any given time. But I was going to do say, it quick. Yeah. And I would say that it's like, yes, small multitasking, but I would say you're so, you're good at focusing on one thing and giving it almost your all then. Giving right. it my all and then quickly move to the next thing, giving yeah. it all, like not spread between a thousand little things, but when I'm focused on it, I'm focused on it really fast and I can chuck mm-hmm. it and move on to the next thing. It could be for 30 seconds or 10 minutes or mm. several hours, but, and then let's move on to the next thing. But, um, so what I had found is I'm good at any two things as long as nobody throws a buzzsaw at me. And there's times that somebody throws a buzzsaw, right? Mm. And so I, I've learned, okay, when there's those buzzsaw things to build in that white space so you can handle the buzzsaw when it comes mm. at you and, and have a backup plan. So I'm the person yeah. that like always has, Backup plan for backup plan for backup plan. Yeah, just in case something goes wrong. And, and in the reality, yeah. is it rarely goes. Yeah, ten things deep. But I always have a backup plan. For but that's probably what deep. keeps you. I would guess <clears throat> that it's what keeps you from being anxious mm-hmm. because you know there is a backup plan, so you can proceed with your full plate, knowing mm-hmm. that there's safety nets in place. Yes, yes, yeah. always having that. Yeah, and having my little support group. Yeah. So, um, as That's I'm looking good. at my notes, because I'm a nerd and had notes for you. That's amazing. Um, you prepped, and by the way, I think we you said this before we started recording, but like Amy Cresmano Word talked about, she like went and processed and thought of all this stuff, and you said yesterday, like you spent the afternoon like yeah. combining all these thoughts and yeah. it's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Well, it's thank one you. of those you want to do it well, and I've listened to all these amazing people that you've had on before me. That's a little intimidating. I kind of wish I was like the first one and I could have just sat, could listen to the poop story and I could have just like been chill. I appreciate you taking the time to share because, you know, with the podcast, I feel like I've been working through kind of, you know, what are we talking about? And I love the emotional side. I mean, I want to like dig into like, why are you the way you are? Which is why I wanted to definitely touch upon the um, dairy farm because I feel like that is a huge part of who you are. But I know that there's so much more to you that we could unpack. But because it is coming up on the new year, I wanted to take advantage of your expertise and share that with people. So will you come back so we can dig into more stuff, though? Of course. All right, good. For you. See, now I feel like I can put a pin in this questions I want to ask. Because <laughs> I'm already like, let's talk about your business you started in your 20s and sold. I think we should talk about that. But like, no, not today, Samantha. Samantha is about being productive. Today is about being productive. So anyway, if you'll come back and chat of about course. that, then I can put a pin in it. We can prioritize. Yeah. Oh, that's part of your tips. <laughs> Thanks for making me a better person. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So okay. back to you. Okay. So as I went down and said, okay, how do I get it all done? So um, juggling, but prioritize, prioritization, if I can speak English, um, is key. And I find that I am the, and I'm a nerd. I mm-hmm. like lists. Um, part of this is my personality type. Mm-hmm. But I think also going back to growing up on a farm, we used to make lists of lists of lists on the farm on these paper towels we used to wipe udders. There's a mental image for you. I like but it. But we used to keep lists of like, okay, what needs to be done today? What needs to be done in this week? What needs to be done this month? What needs to be done in the year? What's like, we kept all of that and that carried over into where I am today. So my husband and I, when we talk about goal setting later, um, we look at what are, what are the big goals? And then we, you know, what's our 30 year goal? What's our 2010 coming down? And then what do we have to do today to help get to those? And so we keep lists of lists of lists and constantly reprioritizing. So whether it's at work and I'm reprioritizing at work constantly or at home, 
that helps in looking at what's important versus what's urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, what need, what's really important, you got to get it done eventually. Mm-hmm. What's urgent needs to be done right now. And what's urgent that needs to be done right now is not always what's important, mm-hmm. which is kind of a challenge. So mm-hmm. kind of keeping that in your mind of, of, of where things fit and being able to quickly assess that. And I think that's where I do a better job assessing that than my husband does. My husband mm. is, he's an engineer. Mm-hmm. So he way overthinks everything. Analysis paralysis is a mm-hmm. real thing when you live with an engineer, let me tell you. Yeah. Um, so he can't prioritize. Yeah. That's more me than Jeremy. <laughs> but, but yeah. But he, um, but he can't, he can't quickly get through those things mm-hmm. versus I can like make that decision real fast. So, yeah. um, I'll give an example. So, Last week, this is how this happened for you. Um, I was getting ready to be out of town for three days. And so I was going to Atlanta for, for a conference. Um, Thanksgiving was this week. So I had house guests coming. Um, just life in general, all these things were going on. And my best friend's dad died mm. the week before. We didn't know when the service was going to be. So Tuesday night, she posts on Facebook that she, that the funeral is going to be on Saturday. I'm like, shit. Mm. Okay, it's up in, sorry, I swear. Um, fa- favorite t-shirt is I love Jesus, but I cuss a little. Yeah. And now, and now one of my, co- my, my people from church got me socks that say the same thing. And I'm so wearing them tonight when I go to church because it's awesome. And maybe I'm going to pull them up high over like my leggings with like my t-shirt together. So I get like the whole look. Story it's going to be really bad. But, um, so it's up in the Poconos. So it's a five hour drive, four mm-hmm. and a half, five hour drive up there. And I'm like, okay. Urgent, important, right? It's important that I have Thanksgiving dinner, that the house is clean and all these things are done before guests get here, right? I'm still going on this trip because that's both important and urgent um, that I need to be going on. But it's like quickly assess through. I was supposed to – so Saturday, I'm like, okay, Saturday, supposed to record a podcast. After that, I was going to go pick up shrimp from the Lions Club fundraiser. And I had to be able to get groceries, clean the house, blah, blah, blah. But when the buzzsaw comes at you of, this is a funeral for your best friend's dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quickly re- reprioritize. I'm not going to miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to be there for that. So that's a quick conversation with Troy. Like, look, it's scheduled. It's on Saturday. I really need to be there. Can you handle Thanksgiving dinner, grocery shopping? Which he does with most of our grocery shopping anyway, to be fair. Yeah. But, I mean, Thanksgiving dinner, grocery shopping is a different story. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like precise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a menu. And this tour's not open on Thanksgiving, so don't screw this up. Right. So, um, there's a little bit of pressure on that when they're on top of regular groceries. So, but can you handle it? He's like, I can handle it. Like, okay. Nice. Um, I heard and the then, conversation there. Yes. That was good. You guys like conversation got on the same page. Just yeah. as, this is how this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, I needed to get a hold of you. Hey, I can't do this this Saturday. Is there any another day that I can do irony of, uh, doing anything on time management? I have to reschedule. <laughs> Yes. So um, perfect though, yes. because, oh, not for, I'm but, sad but, for the but reason, I mean, but yeah, like that's, <laughs> but, but it was take care of that ASAP, mm-hmm. got a hold of the, the shrimp guy and said, Hey, cancel my order for, for this, for this month. If you, if you haven't put it in yet, mm-hmm. I'll pick up four, four pounds in, in December. So you guys get the same fundraiser. Mm-hmm. What do you care if it's November versus December, whatever now, four pounds yeah. of shrimp in December. Um, so quickly go through, do all of that stuff because that was what that urgency was. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, because I'm an overachiever, um, I'd already thought about what was going to be for, for Thanksgiving dinner. I already, like, again, lists of lists. I had the first draft of the menu done, and I keep it all in a notebook that's spiral because I'm neurotic. Um, had the first draft of the menu done, which then made it really easy to go through to find all of my recipes for it, which then I could quickly come up with the, uh, with the, um, the grocery list for Troy. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, 15 minutes, I could do all that because I'd already get, yeah. so I'd, 
earlier in like the process had already come up with what I needed to do because I can mm-hmm. find a little five minutes I could come up with a menu. Mm-hmm. And then 10 minutes later, I can come up. It wasn't overwhelming that on yeah. Tuesday night on top of packing and on top of everything else, mm-hmm. oh, what I was supposed to go do be the Change Foundation that night. And there was like, there's no way I'm going to pull off being the host for it to be the Change Foundation. So that was Hanita. So she, mm-hmm. she jumped in. But yeah. it was quickly reprioritized because everything that buzzsaw came and you had to be yeah. able to, to to handle it. And then as soon as all that was done, it was back to back to back to regular juggling. Yeah. And <clears throat> side note, because if someone's not an overachiever like you listening to this of like, I want to have my act together, but I don't have it that act together, that much together. I was thinking, okay, that's when you say we don't need to have a perfectly cooked meal like yes. our menu we could we could order it order it from Wakeman's or yeah. if people are coming they can make dishes and if it's mm-hmm. not perfect you know that's mm-hmm. kind of where it's reprioritizing is it more important to have yeah. the meat like you had already done the prep work so it wasn't yeah. an issue but if it was someone else I would say that's when you can re- reprioritize to say yeah. is it more important to have the perfect meal or to go there for your friend so then you yeah. just figure out Buy the Bob Evans frozen mashed potatoes. They taste good. I know because we just had them on Thanksgiving because <laughs> we made everything else. That was the only pre-made thing, but it was like at some yeah, point, yeah, that was something had to give. So, and then we realized in our household after I made the mashed potatoes that none of us really wanted the mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. So I made a big old thing of mashed potatoes, and we're all like, none of us really actually want them. Like, but you feel like yeah. you need to have them because it's Thanksgiving. That's why we did the Bob Evans mashed potatoes. Yeah, we did. My dad wrote out the whole <laughs> menu. My dad wrote out the whole menu and uh, mashed potatoes were on the list. And I had just made mashed potatoes for another event. And I said, well, I personally like the sweet potato casserole, so I don't need mashed potatoes. And the kids don't eat them. So really the only reason we're having them is because they're just this obligation. obligation. Like, you turkey and mashed potatoes. That's yeah. just what you do. And it's like, well, nobody actually wanted to eat them. Yep. So I made a whole thing of mashed potatoes that everybody was like, eh. Eh. And too then full from all the other stuff. The conversation this morning with Troy, it's like, so after the house guests leave, we're purging, right? He's like, yes. I'm like, mashed potatoes go? Yes. Okay, bye. <laughs> but my sister-in-law, and she'll listen to this later, does not like wasted food. Yes. So it's one of those, like, you can't throw it away in front of her. Like, she about died because I threw away, like, half a thing of kale. I'm like, but Troy bought an overly large bag of kale. And yeah. what am I going to do with kale? I mean, it's a week old. Yeah. You chuck it. That's why you have it. Well, you could freeze it, though, and then use it in smoothies. <laughs> You're hilarious. You're so cute. You think I have time to make a smoothie. <laughs> that is not on the priority list. Okay. No, it, it went into it went into the, the compost. So I mean, it, it's so you like still it composted. Yeah. It yeah. Compost. Oh, believe me, we know the whole the we know the whole throwing out food thing quite yeah. well. Like yeah. not throwing out yeah. food thing. Thank you. So. Don't, I don't want to waste it. But yeah. Yeah. It's one of those years. Like, mm, but I don't need to keep it either. Exactly. I know. And it's, and it's kale. It's like the cheapest thing next to potatoes. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that. And kale's cheap. And <laughs> throw away the damn kale. I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was telling myself I that. I did. <laughs> I was telling myself as I held on to it, like, <laughs> that kale needs to be thrown out. Okay. All I'm right. Sorry. So back. so back to, to, to reprioritization stuff. All right. Mm-hmm. So um, I always look at my lists, and I have lists of lists of lists, and I say I 3D my list. And I think I've shared this with you before. I think maybe. Tell me again for the listeners. So 3D. So what what can you dump? So I look at the list and whether it's I look at my calendar or I look at lists, I look at whatever, what can just be dumped? What can just absolutely just be tossed? Doesn't actually have to happen. Okay. The reality is like for me, I looked at, so going back to the story of going up to, um, going up to Pennsylvania, I didn't really have to get the the shrimp. Like I didn't mm-hmm. need to make that Troy's project. Yes. Like, oh, okay. I could have said, babe, I need you to also go pick up the shrimp. And he's going to be like, no. Yeah. So, um, so I dumped, could, that. I dumped that. Okay. I moved Good. it to another, another time. Um, I delegated. So 
you look at Be the Change Foundation, I quickly said, hey, who can do this? Mm. Um, I could, I shifted, so dump slash shift, I shifted you. Mm. Mm-hmm. So looking at that piece of it. Um, so you can dump things, you can delegate things. So that's the, who else can do it? Mm-hmm. So Troy can, Troy can get groceries. If I, if I give him a list, yeah. I don't expect him to go look at my menu and then come up with a list because that's not fair. You have to give him the tools to be able to, if you delegate, you can't just go, go make it happen. And then uh-huh. not back them up. So I'm a big yeah. believer if you don't delegate without um, without giving the tools to be able to make it happen. Um, and then what actually had to be done by me. So I looked at, okay, out of those. So you delegate or so you can dump what you need to dump. You delegate what you can delegate. You do the rest. That's awesome. So then you end up with less on your to-do list. So as you're kind of funneling down that, that mm-hmm. list, you can go, what really has to be me? Mm, that's good. And then from there, you go that, look at the urgent, important and go, okay, what needs to be me right now? Mm. No, I like that. I think that the dump, delegate, do. So I'm, I'm a big believer for myself of doing brain dumps, which is mm-hmm. where I just take the, you know, the piece of paper and I write down every single thing that's on my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I go through and then I'll put them into kind of lists and things mm-hmm. like that. But I like the idea of combing through it with the, the dump, delegate, do, because then it just starts paring it down. So I think that's really good. Yeah. It makes it, it also makes it less overwhelming. Yes. It's kind of like when you do your Pinterest. If you're a Pinterest person and you have all of these these, these ideas that you like go throw on boards, but then for me that's overwhelming because I've thrown them all on boards and then I'm like, what really can come out of Amelia Grace's eighth birthday party list? Oh. Killing things off. Are there anything in here that I can have somebody else do that's way more skilled at it? Like anything that has to do with baking because mm. my baking stuff doesn't look pretty. Like I I could make a cake. Yeah, I'm not going to be good at it. So either hire someone or my goddaughter can do it. Like those kinds of things. Perfect. So. Perfect. Whittling down any list. Yeah, I like that. Okay, so what's another thing that keeps you it keeps me going? Getting, well, actually, let's talk real quick about okay. the sleep because yeah. you mentioned your eight hours mm-hmm. of sleep. Mm-hmm. So, how do you? When do you go to bed? When do you wake up? I'm usually in bed, physically in bed by nine. Asleep by like nine fifty, nine thirty, depending on if I'm listening to a podcast or mm-hmm. watching. Right now. I was really bad at watching Netflix and then I stopped because all my shows were all caught up. Mm-hmm. And then they dropped the next season of The Crown. Mm. So I'm almost done with it. So 930, okay. um, usually, uh, it's been a little jacked up right now with having people in town and staying mm-hmm. up too late on the weekend with people. And yesterday yeah. I did sleep in until like 930 though. That was good. Oh so I actually gosh. still got my eight hours of sleep. It just looked a little different. But during the week, I'm usually, the alarm goes off at five. My goal was to be up at five. It's really more getting up around 530, quarter to six in there because okay. that's my I have to be completely ready by the time the kids get up at 630 because mm-hmm. they're like non-functional yeah. Amelia Grace requires a lot of poking and prodding and being on top of in order to get yeah her out the door on time so that I'm not late for work yep so. I, yeah we have to stay very calm in the morning yes. at our house yes because any sort of urgency just creates chaos yeah so chaos yes. ensues mm-hmm. yes so i have to have my stuff together for them okay. so if i want to get anything done beforehand if i want to journal if i want to write play my ukulele do any of that kind of stuff i need to get up at five to be able to make that happen mm-hmm. so if there's days that i need to be like actually up at five then i'm actually up at five <clears throat> i love that but you I just love said snooze alarm too though play your ukulele that was not a joke or a sarcastic no comment that's a 100 no, percent like serious a that's yeah. like a thing i love that on yes. top of all the stuff in your life you're like i'm gonna learn to play the ukulele well that was my gift to myself before, so before i turned sweet. 40 that's that was so my like awesome. one of my bucket list things that i we didn't have any money growing up so i never got to learn to play an instrument mm. so i always wanted to and i was I like well it. i'm not willing to commit to a full guitar because that's like a lot of obligation to 
store a giant guitar, but a ukulele small, and it's still an instrument. I mean, awesome. otherwise it's like the third grade recorder. Yeah. Cross buns. You're going to get there soon. Mm-hmm. Riley's there. So. Yeah. Now, do you play songs? Um, I'll play some songs That's for so myself. Cool. I don't play like for people. I that's like the I took lessons yeah. for a year, something about a year, and then that was like my that was my thing. And then so cool. Now I just play, just dink around with it. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that you you dig in and get those, you know, bucket list items and pursue them. That's well, it was one of those. It was like before I turned forty, I was learning to play a freaking instrument, and I was like, I'm thirty nine and a half. 40 is coming. I it's like, hurry. that's like a date certain. And the achiever in me had a date certain of by 40, you were going to play an instrument. So you better get this going on. So I took lessons. I kicked Grace out of her lessons and I took hers. <laughs> you're like, girl, you have lots more time. Yeah. You, you have a lot more you're time. Be 40 for a long time, honey. <laughs> yeah. We'll just plant that seed that you need to learn an instrument by yes, 40. Yes. So, yes. So funny. Yes. All right. So what else right. you got, girl? So I had um, other things that I, uh, um, I put down was kind of one of those life changing I guess for me, life-changing uh, moments. When I was at LeaderCast Women two years ago, um, one of the speakers was um, also a Laura, Laura Vanderkamp, and she's like a time management guru, mm-hmm. way more than I am. Like this is like she actually makes a living by this, which I don't know how you make a living by time being by being a time management person, but it's a thing. She has a podcast that's actually yeah. pretty decent in the morning too. Yeah. Um, she uh, um, she talked about that there's 24 hours in a day. Seven days a week. So mm-hmm. there's really 168 hours in a, in a, in a week. Mm-hmm. And we tend to live our lives in 40 hour work weeks or mm. three hour snippets at home with our kids or like we live our lives in these little chunks mm-hmm. instead of looking at it at 168 hours. Mm. And so that's when I kind of started realizing, okay, one, I was already doing that, but not mentally doing it. So mm-hmm. if you were to get up on Monday morning at, if you're a 5 a.m. riser, if you're to get Monday morning at 5 a.m. and you could a week going to 459 the next Monday, your halfway point, is really on Thursday at five o'clock p.m. So your halfway point. So versus everybody else goes halfway point is mon- is on Wednesday morning, right? Well, you just bought yourself like a day and a half of like where your halfway point, like when you, you know. So oh. it's just one of those. If you looked at if you looked at your and looked at things a little bit different. So and there's very few projects that have to be got have to be plugged in at a certain time for a certain block. Uh huh. So if you start doing pieces of it, so go back to the Thanksgiving oh. menu. I took yeah. five minutes to write down a menu. Two weeks before, because I was like, oh, I'll get that out of the way. In five minutes, I can sit down and knock out a menu yeah. real quick. And then I could do 20 minutes to come up with the, with the recipes. Got that. You know, so you can piece it all together. Yeah. So there's have to be this overwhelming task of like, oh, man, I need I to sit do. down for an hour and a half of figure out the menu and find yeah. the recipes. And exactly. Da, da, da. Yeah. But, there's, but it's that way with a lot of the things that are on my – when you look at that bio list is – a lot of those projects, yeah, there's little things, but you can pepper them through and go, I just need five minutes for that one there if I can get that done or send this email that puts it in somebody else's court to come back with more information so I could really, when I get, when I need to really carve out 30 minutes or an hour for it, I've got all the information I need. Yes. So I could do that a week or two in advance. And so always staying ahead yeah. so that when the buzzsaw does come, you're prepared for it. Once again, yeah. So thank you so much for sharing all those awesome tips. You're welcome. You are a wealth of knowledge and... I'm glad this is recorded. <laughs> I don't like, know that I am, but <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. Well, like I said, this is one of those things that you're one of those people that you do have so much to give. And like I said, my favorite thing though is that your heart behind it, that you have the you're productive not just to be an overachiever. You're you have the values in place. And I think that that's really powerful. That's something that is uniquely you. And I am lucky to call you a friend. And so thank you for that. Um and also it's like I said, you are such a wealth of knowledge that it could be overwhelming in a good way 
like all this information. So that's why I have a heart for doing like the podcast because it's the thing that I would walk away from our coffees feeling so motivated. And then it's like, I couldn't even remember all we talked about, but I would always walk away with the spotlight. Like there was always one thing I walked away with. So it was always productive, but I felt like you shared so much and now you're gonna have to share it. Like I need to go back to it. And so now I'm like, yes, selfishly for me, I have this podcast (laughs) And then now to share your brilliance with other people. So I'm also saying this all externally, not only for you to hear it, but for listeners to know that like pick your one thing to walk away with. And then, you know, this podcast, all the ones that are kind of more information based. Um, actually, you know what, guys, listen to all of the podcasts over again. Okay. Cause you'll get something new from each one. But, um, but yeah, definitely this. Cause there were so many where I'm like, now I got to go work on my calendar. Now I got to go work on that. Like, I'll give you all my so notes. Excited. See, I didn't hit all of them, but oh I'll gosh, give you all my amazing. notes and then you can just like check off as you go. You're just, thank check you. Box, you're so box, smart. Box. Thank you for being just awesome. Well, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Please come again. Cool. Of course. Yay. And that's a wrap for now. Thanks for listening to Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. Music provided by twinmusicom.org. Song titled Night at the Dance Hall. Sound editing by me, Jeremy Spittle. A special thanks to our studio sponsor, MM Exteriors. Visit their website at mmexteriors.com for all of your roofing, siding, and gutter needs in the Northern Virginia area. Visit our website at flushingitout.com and be sure to subscribe. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard. Don't forget to check out the after show on the Full Flush bonus episode where Samantha and I continue the conversation with our guest. You can find the Full Flush episode right here on Flushing It Out every Friday.